coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hey everybody, welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and we have a great guest in store for you today. His name is John Jarvis. He is the Director of Franchise Onboarding and Training at Footprints Floors. Welcome, John. Hey, thanks for having me. You 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 got it. You got it. it's great to have you. And uh, there's a c- couple of things I want to unpack with you. It's it's a really interesting brand. But before as we jump in, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are, and a little bit about the brand and its future. Yeah. Um, so me personally, I was actually an electrician by by trade. Several kids at home, and I was putting my way through college at the same time. And I realized I didn't really want to be an electrician forever. Uh, my wife actually met. Brian, who's our CEO and the the founder of, or the owner of Footprints Floors, they knew each other. And uh, she said, hey, Brian owns a flooring company. He might need some help. And we didn't realize that it was the flooring company was the size that it was when she told me that. But I said, sure. Um, I met with him and he said, hey, I'm thinking about franchising out of state. Um, and I need someone that can handle emails and details and things like that which was not my strong suit, but he knew me as a person and was like, Hey, I think we should, uh, I think you'd be a great fit because you like people and this is what this job's going to be. And I thought it was going to be a lot of picking people up from the airport, you know, chauffeuring them, whining and dining them. But we realized quickly that the model was growing faster than we even anticipated. And so I think we were hoping to add maybe 10 people that first year in 2019. I think we added maybe 22, 23 put them through training. And I mean, Brian's super smart, but we had no idea what we were doing franchising wise. We just, we really partnered with a great organization called Raintree. They were finding people for us, bringing them in and we were training them. And I think everyone kind of knew that they were getting in at the ground floor, but it was, it was really interesting that first year we just kind of exploded. And so from, I think 2019 to now we've, I think we're sitting at 78 franchises in like 35 different states, I think. So it's kind wow. of gone, kind of gone a long ways pretty fast. Yeah. Well, that's that, you know, and again, you, you say it in a, in a nonchalant way and it, it, you know, you, you know, based on your background, right. So I would say that that is pretty impressive. So, you know, uh, I do talk to a lot of different brands and worked with uh, many brands over the years. And I think there has to be something about the brand, right. When that happens, Something about the success, something about the approach, um, the maybe the ethos, right? How how the owner and and the team thinks, right? Uh, but whatever it was, it's been attracting folks, and that's a really positive thing. It's it's not always that easy, and it sounds like you have a great team. But tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about the brand sort of ethos, or you know, how, what is the culture, uh, sort of the foundation? What is that that's attracting those folks? Um, I think we, we like to really, we, we kind of joke a lot, but we call it the footprints family. You know, we, the, the leadership team is small. There's seven of us on the executive team. 
Um, we all know each other. We do activities together. We know each other's kids. Um, it's a pretty tight knit group. Um, and we really don't grow unless we have a really strong need for it. So we kind of keep that intentionally small because we like to have that tight knit relationships with each other. Plus everyone is involved in training. So I help facilitate a lot of the training, but every single director in our executive team has a part in training. So everyone gets to know every single franchisee that comes in. We're building our own unique relationships with the franchisees that come in, which then continue on past that. Um, so while we joke that, you know, it's, it's a family, we really do kind of cherish that and guard that because we do enjoy each other's company so much. And mm -hmm. so, um, and then that kind of, you know, we might talk about that later, but that kind of does flow into how we run the business. You know, we don't want to be a, dominate, a domineering um, franchisor that comes in and says, hey, you need to tick off these 17 boxes or else we don't really do visitations. We don't do things like that. We really do just come alongside and we coach and mentor and encourage people um, in a much more friendly way, I would think. So yeah, we want to see people. We don't want to be a hindrance to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the franchise model is definitely uh, built that way, right? It's uh, there, you know, your franchisee's success is your success and vice versa. And it's a nice uh, cyclical relationship where it's a little bit of giving in both directions, right? I think people can learn, the franchisor can learn from his network, his uh, business owners, and you, you can, of course, help them uh, launch and grow. Um, so tell me a little bit about the launching and growing. Um, you're, you're the director of onboarding. Is there any approach or is there anything about your onboarding approach technologically or at least from a marketing standpoint? Is there something you're doing each time that you know has to be there in order for this local uh, business owner to be successful? What are, what are some of those key things you do during onboarding that are related to marketing that really are important? Yeah. Um, I think we really do I'm trying to think rain tree is our, is our um, franchise development partner. So they bring in these people, they vet them. Uh, we have a, it's called an approval day. It used to be discovery day, but then it kind of turned into approval day when we realized, Hey, we can be more picky and choosy uh, down the road when mm -hmm. we're getting a little bit bigger and we can kind of fill out select markets. So um, approval days come in. And then once we all as an executive team approve the person, I think they're going to be a great fit. Um, we have them take a pretty comprehensive personality survey um, just to kind of see, you know, there isn't one right answer, but it's kind of like the data we like to see afterwards, like, hey, this person's really successful. What do they have um, in their personality survey that other people have? And then we can kind of use that data for new incoming owners. So that's a really new thing that we're doing. Um, but as far as I go, you know, once they come in for approval day, I really get them the ball rolling as far as um, helping them set up their you know, their LLC or their sole proprietorship, their insurance, their banking information. Um, I connect them with our website development company and try to figure out, you know, they all have a, a, a DBA or doing business as, so they're setting up their own entity, but they're doing business as footprints floors. Um, mm -hmm. And so we have a really lengthy conversation about, you know, these are the, these are the zip codes that you're buying. How does that integrate with the territory? You know, yeah, you're in St. Louis, but how does that relate? You know, what are people going to see and what should you call yourself? Um, our, mm -hmm. our website company has a great um, track record with SEO. We have a great website that they, um, the model that they implement for our websites is, is really good where people can start ranking um, organically within 
a matter of months um, climbing up to the first page of Google, just the way that we have it formulated. Um, mm -hmm. And then the way we kind of run our businesses, we purchase a lot of leads nationwide. So we partner with Angie Leads, Thumbtack, um, Google AdWords, Facebook, Instagram, all those, all those main sources. But we buy a lot of leads across the country and we have great pull with that. So my part of my onboarding process is I kind of get forecasts from those companies like, you know, in this zip code, how many flooring leads did you see come in? Whatever mm -hmm. that might be on this budget. And I just kind of help build out their profiles and all those platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have those same companies come in and they, ho they host a lunch or they participate in one in our training by coming in, hosting a meal, um, getting face to face time with our franchise owners as the, the product reps. Um, so we really do have great relationships with Angie Leads, which is a huge, um, huge percent of our business across the country. So gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're a big player in the home services space, and that's where you guys are. And so, I mean, those types of providers are one approach. It, what else, uh, from a marketing standpoint, do you guys do any type of B two B partnering, or uh, what else in the community are you doing? Is there something important that you guys look at or is it mainly just focusing on those types of lead sources that you just mentioned? Um, we are just getting into BNI groups. Um, we're really encouraging guys. I think a lot of it's been uh, the economy downturn kind of slowing down a little bit. So we're, we're kind of coaching our guys to be a little bit more nitty gritty on how they, you know, fight for their leads and get plugged into their community. So BNI groups are really good for that. Um, right. It's a weekly commitment. But all the reports we have are the guys that have tried, they're like, oh, what's great? I met a plumber, I met a GC, and they only allow one flooring guy in, and I'm that guy. And um, so we're actually pretty excited about that. I think that's going to be a new trend. I think there's a lot of guys that are trying it or will try it next year. Um, honestly, until until this year, that wasn't really an issue. There were so many leads that our guys had more leads than they knew that time to work with, really. Right. Uh, so... But, you know, as that grows, it becomes more about reputation. Like we're, we're probably the biggest flooring installer in Denver and we've been doing it for 15 years now, but um, that name recognition, stuff like that, that's kind of what you want to build on. So yeah. that's kind yeah. of where a lot of guys are kind of going to come in. Most of our, I mean, once we went out of state, we really, the longest guy we have is like three, maybe four years. So these guys are pretty new at it um, and they're slowly kind of taking over their market. Um, but that brand recognition is kind of what the next step for them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, reputation is key in home services. There's no doubt there. And it sounds like you guys want to do more to market that. And then of course, if you're doing inbound leads, um, obviously being prepared to, to, to work those leads and, and, and the sales side of it is important, I would think. Right. Um, so, so with that being said, I know you guys do some different things and, and uh, tell me a little bit about some of the outreach you do or some of the like community involvement connections that you have. I know First Fruits is, for instance, a program that you guys have where you contribute money back to organizations. And I don't know if they're all local or if they can be local to the franchisee or they're mostly national relationships, but how does that play uh, into the marketing, into the local marketing for the franchisee to be able to talk about that program? Yeah, honestly, we haven't um, dived too deep across the board right, right now. It's mostly corporate doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we're based in Denver. So that means that most of the organizations we partner with are Denver based. Um, I'm kind of a 
international person. I grew up in, in Europe. My parents were missionaries for a long time. So um, I tried to find organizations that ha- have are doing things in Denver, but also have kind of a global impact. Um, we really value family, like we said. So we found organizations that are caring for single moms and their kids, getting them off the streets. There's an organization in downtown Denver that's doing that. Um, they have a residential two-year program where single moms can come in. Um, so what we've done in that instance is the house was an old, old house off of Colfax. And we went in and we refinished their floors. Um, and then I organized some volunteers from our staff to come down and we painted several of the rooms. We had found furniture that they needed donated. And then just this Christmas, we put together a Christmas program for the the moms and their kids and the residents there. Um, that's one small thing. And then we do orphan or we, we don't do it. We found organizations that partner and do orphan prevention. Um, you know, poverty is one of the biggest driving factors and families needing to put their kids in orphanages or, or give them up. And, you know, we all know that the younger kids are and they're separated from the families. They become victims of, you know, sex trafficking and things like that. So, um, there's some good organizations that, are doing multiple aspects, but they're trying to prevent orphans by empowering families um, economically and by providing education. So we found an organization called World Orphans that's doing that. Um, They have several, uh, what are they called? Entrepreneurial markets where they're training women to sew products and, and, and create different material things that they can sell here in the U.S. and locally in their markets. And by, you know, empowering them and giving them jobs and doing microloans and things like that, they're able to provide for their families and pay for schooling and, and all that. So uh, one way that we partnered with them was every year for our convention, we give a gift out to all of our franchise owners. And that that's part of my job. I get to think of the gift every year. So I ordered some um, just some really cool leather laptop sleeves or whatever with our logo embossed on the side. Um, and I found World Orphans. That's actually how I found them because I was looking for an organization to do it. And he's like, well, we've never done the logo on the side, but we can try. I said, like, well, just, you know, just try. And so our order actually prompted them to buy a CNC machine, several new like leather sewing machines that are super efficient and enabled more women to come into the program. Um, and so that was kind of fun because they had this influx of cash that they could spend. And, and they're like, oh, we never actually knew that we could, or they didn't say that, but they said that they could never they hadn't done any sort of corporate partnerships with logos or things like that. And now they have the machine. And so they're like, like, Oh, this whole other Avenue of marketing and ideas has kind of come up for them. So they're excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just this Christmas, we, we did some other donations for Christmas programs. Um, and then there's another organization called hopes promise in Castle Rocky where I live and mm-hmm. they focus on foster care and adoption. So we just, gave a, a chunk of money just to kind of fill their uh, adoption fund. They they just kind of use it to help families in the process of adopting because it's so expensive. So, Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's amazing to think that way as an organization to, to really build a foundation on that, on giving, on finding uh, organizations that do make an impact in families and, and where I think it, it really has the longest lasting effect, right? Like with kids and, and families. Um, that's amazing. And so t- tell me a little bit about how your franchise brand is a little unique. I mean, you're obviously in the flooring space. 
there's some other people doing that in, in the franchise world. How do you guys, you know, kind of position yourself um, uh, when you kind of compare yourself to other brands that kind of look like you? Yeah. The interesting thing about flooring, um, you have your, your kind of nationwide guys um, trying to think like empire today. Um, there's a couple others, mobile showrooms. A lot of the flooring space is dictated by showrooms, right? Selling product. Um, and then the actual labor side of it, it's almost all contractor based. There's not a lot of companies out there that have W2 flooring installers. Most companies use contractors. And when you think of flooring contractors, it's two guys in a white van and they roll up and they, they do your flooring or they install your LPP, whatever it might be. Um, we've kind of blended the, the, the two. And I mean, we're essentially a labor company and that we don't, we don't really like to sell too much product. We, we really are just, we buy the leads, we do the estimate, and then we have our Rolodex of contractors that we use. But the difference is that we don't just send them to your house and ignore it or forget about it. We actually have project and field managers that go and they check on the job every single day. They do all the homeowner, homeowner interactions that take care of any issues or project, you know, problems. So that kind of sets them, us apart in that way. But really starting out, all of our franchise owners are owner operators. There's no overhead. Um, it's just them. And because we use 1099s, there's no um, uh, workers' comp insurance. There's, you know, you have your truck and that's pretty much it. You don't need a warehouse. You don't need a storefront. You don't need, you know, in uh, uh, what is that called? When uh, all the lines, you know, you're not shipping product across the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. Infrastructure. Yeah. So, I mean, really, there's no... There's relatively low overhead. We go in, we show up with our really nice vehicles that are decal and professional and clean. All of our owners, you know, are incredibly skilled and trained. By the time they come out of training, they know a lot about the flooring industry more than most, I think. Uh, we partner with the, uh, the NTCA and the NWFA, both in the tile and the hardwood side, um, you know, to, to make sure that we're following the highest standards when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it really is just kind of a, a high-end service that we offer customers. And there's yeah. backed by a franchisor or a company, you know, na national brand. It's not just a fly-by-the-night kind of company showing up asking for a fifty percent deposit. You know, it's a nationwide yeah. company. So yeah, uh, I was just thinking. You know, I was I was having a conversation not long ago with uh, someone about services companies that come to your home. So home service, there's a lot of things, right, that you that you can have done. And what, one of the things was just, you know, finishing, right? Just doing doing what you would expect, like showing up, finishing the job, doing what you say you're going to do, you know, those types of things. And oftentimes it doesn't happen that way. And it sounds like you guys have built a model where if the owner wants to do some of the work or work with 10 uh, other professionals, he can do that, but he's managing it. He's owning that responsibility for the client so that really, you know, at the end of the day, you make sure it gets done the way it should. And if there is a problem, you work through it. But that that ensures that that, that there's a good outcome. I, I, I suppose that's what you were trying to say and yeah. um, that your your owners are almost like project managers in a way and they work with a team that they manage. So for the, yeah. for the homeowner, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's great. Crew. That's, I mean, a crew might not show up, but then our guys like, all right, well, then I got another crew. I'll finish it out. It's always it's constant problem solving, but it really is a matter of 
we're going to make sure your project gets done and gets done right. And that burden is on the homeowner. That burden is on us as the guys that sold the job. So, um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as we wrap up the show, I, I always like to kind of end it with something that will you know, hopefully be a little memorable here uh, for the audience. But, you know, just, you know, in terms of, um, and before you share a website, I'd like you to share a website where folks can learn more about you guys, especially the franchise opportunity as well. Uh, but tell me, is there one thing, maybe maybe for a person seeking a business, that, that this is a world we live in where, you know, people are looking for more meaning, more impact, maybe make a change from the corporate world. But is there anything you would like to leave with the audience, this one thing that you think is really important for them to think about or that kind of guides your day-to-day principles? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just the role that I play at Footprints Floors. Um I've seen a lot of guys come in burnt out from the corporate world and uh, story in particular, this guy was working 14 hours a day driving, you know, spending four hours in the car, two hours each way, just completely burnt out came. And he was like, you know, I miss all these kids' birthdays, um, my son's first steps. And he just shared a story. He's like, you know, one day I was shaving at four in the morning and my four-year-old came and just sat on the bathtub next to me to watch me. And I asked him, you know, at four in the morning, he's like, what are you doing awake? He's like, I just want to spend time with you. And and I remember literally sitting in our room talking to him and I was like, like tears were kind of welling up for me because I was like that. I had little kids. And so I know exactly what that feels like. Um, and he just said right then, he's like, right then I knew that I needed to change. I needed to do something because I was literally missing my kids, you know, childhood. So yeah. um he made the change. He took the risk. He, he quit his, I mean, he was making good money, huge office. Um, and he took the risk and, you know, it's hard work to run your own business, but the control that he had as a, as a dad was worth that for him. You know, he yeah. took it financially. He didn't know if the security was going to be there, but his wife was on board because she just wanted him back. So I guess my, my, my thing is put the first things first. Um, you really only get one shot at, at growing your family or raising your kids. So make sure that you're present and uh, do the thing that's best for your family at, at the time. Yeah. I think I, I think I read somewhere uh, that people were once interviewed that are a little older, you know, uh, call it in their late seventies and they were interviewed about, you know, regrets and, and is there anything you do different? And, and, you know, the pattern of those answers was one of them was what you're talking about. It was, you know, looking at things like spending more time with the people that matter, but taking a risk if you have to, to do that. Like yeah. it's, it's, you only have one shot and, you know, if you play it safe, you think you're playing it safe. And in the end, you, you kind of look back and say, I probably should have made that change all those years ago. You know, I think the franchise industry is great for that. That's why I do it. That's why I'm involved in the industry. It's why you're a part of it. Uh, it is, it is a blessing to see people come in and you know create something on their own with the help of a team around them but still is theirs and allows them to kind of make it what they believe it should be you know and that's a good feeling to have it's a little different when you work for a company or a big company uh, which is fine for some but uh, for others they they want something else and that's what that's what's so great so with that in mind is there a website or, or uh, something you'd like to share with the audience yeah, it's, uh, it's just footprintsfloors.com. And then if, if you do our instant franchising, I think it's at the very top. It just says franchise. That'll take you to a different website that is um, powered and partnered by Raintree. It looks very similar. Yeah. It's it's Raintree's uh -huh. our partnering organization for that. 
Okay, uh, gotcha. So they'll find it there. Well, I tell you, John, it's it's been a great uh, pleasure to have you on. Uh, Footprint uh, foot, Footprints Floors sounds like an amazing opportunity. So for anyone listening, check it out. But it's been a pleasure having you on board here today. Thanks a lot. 